Becker's Hospital Review is committed to delivering our audience safe access to vital educational opportunities. With this in mind, our 11th annual meeting will be in virtual format for the first time. Whether in the home or workplace, attendees will have access to sessions where industry leaders will be discussing the most pressing issues in healthcare, including the rise of virtual care, addressing clinician burnout, and delivering on-price transparency. To learn more, click on the conference tab at beckershospitalreview.com. Welcome to the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm Laura Deirda, an editor at Becker's Healthcare, and I'm thrilled to welcome Patricia McClear-Chessier, a hospital administrator with Signature Healthcare Services. Thank you so much, Laura, for having me. Um, my name is Patricia McClear-Chessier, and I have been in the behavioral healthcare industry for over 25 years. I worked my way up through the ranks. Some of my former positions include, um, I was a director of a 145-bed ICFDD facility for people with intellectual disabilities. Um, I worked as an associate clinical director for outpatient services, and I was also a director of risk management and performance improvement for 165-bed inpatient psychiatric hospital and inpatient services. And just like you stated, currently I am employed with Signature Healthcare Services as a hospital administrator slash CEO. Um, and right now, the corporation is using my experience as a CEO and my prior experience as the Director of Risk Management and Performance Improvement to implement change in hospitals within the enterprise whose hospitals are you know, experiencing regulatory and compliance issues, or they're just simply looking to take their organizational performance to the next level. Well, fantastic. We're really glad to have you here today. Now, my first question is, what are your priorities today, and how do you see them evolving in the next year? Oh, wow. Very good question, Laura. You know, my top priorities today would be to assess the hospital's mission, vision, values, and basically the culture of the organization. You know, a lot of hospitals made many changes very rapidly when COVID struck, and hospitals did what they could to provide services just so they, continue to, they could continue to be a resource for the community. However, now since we have a vaccination for COVID on the market, and it's also the beginning of a new year, I'm going to work with organizations and um, ask them to revisit their strategic plan, because not every innovation that was developed during this time is right for the organization long term. And I also will, will be working with healthcare leadership teams to build empathy and resiliency in their operation. You know, we learned from the pandemic that if leaders lack empathy, it can be a detriment to the organization. Employees have always been a stakeholder, but in my opinion, I believe the pandemic truly highlighted the value of our frontline workers in healthcare. My priority is also to challenge healthcare organizations and to help them think about their strategy for tomorrow. And we have to know that our healthcare industry is going to look differently. However, I am very optimistic that healthcare organizations will thrive in 2021, but it's going to be important for them to remain committed. They must be focused, keep the momentum. They have to be willing to pivot and adapt when necessary. They have to set goals, pay attention to trends, data, and also the political climate in the healthcare industry. So that's how I see it evolving. 
Well, that that's really fascinating to hear. And especially when you're talking about how organizations really need to understand what types of innovations they need to carry on into the future. And then being able to have that empathy and resiliency, I think, is is really key, as you mentioned. So um, th- the next thing I wanted to ask you about is some of the mistakes organizations make with change management. What do you see as the biggest mistakes that they make and how are you able to mitigate them? Very good question, because I love change management. That's a lot what I do. Um, Number one, I'm going to say failing to develop a clear communication plan for before, during, and after the change. A lot of times, um, organizations or leaders and organizations may say, we're going to implement this change, but it's not communicated effectively. It's important that we communicate to our employees every step of the way. We shouldn't leave them guessing. They should be informed at all times. Another big mistake that I would see that I would say is it's important for organizations to understand the root cause of why employees are resistant to the change, which means that we have to ask our employees, what do they perceive as the barriers? Uh, what do they see as the challenges? Why, you know, why are they, we should just be very honest and say, why are you very resistant to the change? And that's where the conversation is going to start. We can address their concerns and then we can plan accordingly. Another mistake I would say is basically failing to educate employees and get the buy-in. It's important for employees to be educated and to understand why the healthcare organization is making the change. And a lot of times you have to go further than just this is in the best interest for the organization. That is important. But what I'm also learning is you have to also help employees understand how it's better for them and how it's going to be better for the people that we serve in the long run. Another big mistake is I would say a lack of direct involvement from leadership. This is a must. Leadership must be involved. That is very, very important. Employees will not take the change seriously if leadership is not directly involved. Another one would be inconsistency in leadership and leaders basically not being on the same page. Now, this is what I call splitting, okay? It's very important for all leaders to support the change in their communication as well as in their action in order for the change to be implemented and effective. And again, we want to, it's important for leaders to not only put out a united front that we're all on the same page, but it's important that that is demonstrated in their actions. Another mistake I would say would be um, ignoring the impact of change on employees. We can't act as though the change is not going to affect them. We have to acknowledge that we know that they are going to be affected by the change. And if we, as leaders, if we pretend that our employees are not gonna be affected by the change, this could potentially affect staff morale. This also could generate a lack of trust and respect in the culture of the organization. So it's very important that we do not dismiss how our employees are feeling about making a change. Another mistake is having a lack of resources to implement the change. 
you have to have the resources in place in order to effectively implement the change. That's the only way that it's going to happen. So resources have to be readily available. Another mistake I would say is expecting immediate acceptance of change. Leaders should acknowledge that change is hard, but change is not just about acceptance. The main thing about change is we have to understand it takes time because really what we want to do is we want to change behavior. And we know in order to change behavior, that is going to take time. So it's not just about acceptance, but it's also about changing the behavior. Um, another one I would say would be failing to involve those who will be impacted the most by the change. It's important for us to include the key players in order to understand the impact of the change. So we must talk to the key players and we must get their input. And the last one I would say is trying to make a huge change all at once. Now, sometimes this can't be avoided. Sometimes there are some changes that need to be made right away and you don't really have a whole lot of time to plan, okay? And typically those are changes that you have to make in a crisis. This would apply when I say making a huge change all at once, this would apply in situations where you are not in a crisis. So it's important for leaders to implement the change and they should do it in very small manageable steps. This gives you an opportunity to celebrate success along the way. It also gives the organization an opportunity to, um, to, um, to just basically to keep the momentum going. Um, so if possible, it's important to implement changes in small manageable steps. So those, I gave you about 10. <laughs> I hope that was enough. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Thank you so much, Patricia. I think you made some really, really excellent points in terms of how uh, leaders can make sure that their teams and employees are prepared for change and understanding, you know, the psychological effects of change and how they can best work with them to um, make that change happen and have the best results possible. So thank you so much. This has been fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Before we head out here, I wanted to ask you one more question about leadership. What are the best pieces of advice that you would give to emerging leaders today? Hmm. You know, Laura, number one, I would say it's important for emerging leaders to be, healthcare leaders to be courageous. Um, and I mean, I can go on and on just talking about the situation even that hospitals are dealing with with COVID. Um, however, for the purposes of this, you have to be courageous as a leader because you have to be prepared to take on hard projects and you have to be prepared to deal with the unknown. Um, sometimes you may have to take risks. Sometimes you may have to make unpopular decisions. Um, in my opinion, courageous leaders, they inspire teams. They should energize their customers. And basically, they become trendsetters in the industry. Another piece of advice I would say is it's important for emerging healthcare leaders to be collaborative. Uh, collaboration is essential 
and the healthcare industry. Because what happens is it gives you, as you co collaborate, it gives you the opportunity to combine the knowledge, the experience, and the creativity, creativity of others. And it also creates a shared accountability. And that's what you want. You want a shared accountability. Um, so coll being collaborative is very important. The last thing I would say is the importance of being committed. The more committed the leader is, the more effective the leader will be at influencing others. We have to remember that our employees are watching us as leaders. They're watching our actions, they're watching what we say, and so we have to lead by example. So it's important that we are showing as leaders that we are committed. People who are committed, they don't give up, they don't get discouraged very easily, these are the leaders who think outside of the box in order to achieve the mission of the organization. So those are the three pieces of advice that I would give emerging healthcare leaders to be courageous, to be collaborative, and to be committed. Patricia, thank you so much for your time today. This has been a really engaging and inspiring conversation, and I hope to connect with you again in the future. Thank you. And once again, Laura, I want to tell you thanks again for the opportunity.